Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me saying got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Another names, trade addicts five Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. I am Clay Mosley, and I too have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 284 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. Wow, I combined that with DAP Network, if you will. (laughs) And we're just going to keep going because I screwed that up real bad. Just a way to start. <laughs> the thing is, like, we were having such a good time talking before we started that it's just like, it's fine. That was going fine. It doesn't matter that this just went real south real fast. Not that there's anything wrong with the south. It, it didn't go <laughs> as south as you think it did, Ross. We're, we're yeah. fine. We're fine. We're just moving. We're going to stop talking about it. We're going we're gonna to move right. on. You're making it worse by talking about it. I know. That's, <laughs> that is absolutely a strength of mine, is to just dwell on the dumb mistakes that no one would have noticed if I just kept talking. I could, even though John Bosch doesn't actually listen to podcasts, I can feel him like pulling his non-hair out because <laughs> he always yells at me when I do that. Uh, but like, we are here. And I know this is Clay's first time where we'll have him do all of his stuff, but we need to celebrate a little bit. There has been, like, no death on the field, pretty much. Like, I feel like that's that's our norm these days. Uh, like, players just, like, career ending every week or at seasons ending every week. We had a little bit of the opposite, and going forward, we have the opposite. Like, wh- how did Derek Carr play? Like what? I mean, he shouldn't mm-hmm. if you watched him play, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, but, but like, no one got hurt. That's great, and we got a couple people eligible to come back again. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's just it's positive vibes, man. That that's what it is right now. Speaking of positive vibes, Clay is here. Hey, man! Before we get into our again, my my chair is broken, and I'm going to keep further breaking it and scaring me every single time. Um, before we get started, why don't you tell everyone who you are? what you do and where they can find what you do. Yeah. So Clay Mosley, first off, thanks for having me on here. This is definitely like a, a bucket list show for me. You and uh dynasty trades HQ were the first shows I listened to, but yeah, Clay Mosley with dynasty trades and five. You can find us over on the YouTube machine, dynasty trades and five or dynasty trades and But yeah, we just have a lot of fun over on YouTube, do a ton of live streaming, um, have Scott and Shane as awesome co-hosts and have a lot of fun. We have an awesome community behind us. So didn't expect to get this far, but we're going to keep going, right? Coming up on two years this Friday. Wow. So we got a super stream this Friday. That sounds like a reason yeah. to party. Man, you started with Shane and me. You could only go up from there. Like that is, <laughs> whew. But no, because I, I, I remember the first time I saw Trades in Five come up. I'm like, wait, you could talk about trades quickly? What? 
is yeah, what is this? I remember when it actually was trades in five. That's when it was crazy. a five minute trade <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. It, and the reason it stopped is uh it was the Michael Carter show we did. We used to pretty much record it every single night. Now we did a Michael Carter show, and for whatever reason, YouTube Studio was acting funky, my editing software was acting funky, and I was like, All right, well, this is gonna be a seven minute and fifty-six second show. Dropped it, and then yeah, we weren't too strict about having it be, you know five minutes and 59 seconds everything being a five we kind of loosened up a little bit so so you just you gotta keep the open bar alive in spirit and just add the ish yeah yeah exactly (laughs) well that's why we're doing a five hour that's why we're doing a five hour super stream on friday diocese trades in five hours there we go right oh my god i'm tired thinking of that Oh, oh it's gonna be fun all right, but let, let's get into our little interviewee thing. How yeah. long have you been playing fantasy football? Yeah, so fantasy football, 10 or 12 years. Okay, so so redraft and all. Dynasty, this is my fifth year. All right, hold on. I, I have to do math for a second because Dynasty were right on par. But okay, no, I've been playing redraft for longer. Um, I was about to say, oh, that's cute. We were the same. But no, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm probably older, and I've been playing. For I, I think years. it was 12 years ago when I, I was late to the. I was late to the fantasy game for whatever reason. I didn't, and then I played just like a standard redraft league, and I was like, "Oh man, it's on." Then I found Dynasty, and good lord, yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. Like, like I could always remember the exact year that I got into football because my friend handed me a copy of NFL 2K5, and my life was forever changed. Like that picture of To in the Eagles right. jersey with his one-handed catch on it like that that game changed my life it's like hockey what okay football because i can only handle one thing at a time and that's that's where it was all right so you've been playing dynasty for a while you do a trade show you at least claimed to have a trading problem when we started this show so what are some of the best and worst trades you've made yeah so the best trade was i guess it was was it two seasons ago it was the 2021 season I traded Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kareem Hunt, what ended up being a late first and then the following year's first. So a 23 first and a 24 first, and I got Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, managed to give up Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kareem Hunt as relevant pieces. So essentially got, you know, Patrick Mahomes for two first plus uh, a little something. And then worst trade. I think it was the year before, or I guess you guys will remember what the Henry Ruggs year was. Was that 2020? Yep. Um, so, yeah. 2020, I traded AJ Brown for Henry Ruggs and what ended up being a 111. So not great, Bob. And you, and you know, it's funny. I, I thought of those two trades, but surely I've done even worse than that. You know, I, I could probably talk for a five-hour super stream on some bad trades. I mean, it's it's great that you can't remember them. Like, do your best right. to never look back. That that's that's what I always say. I mean, I, I will forever remember what I still feel like my what was my worst trade, and especially because this is why I hate trading wide receivers for running backs because you can be five years ago and trade Steph Diggs for Jay Ajayi, and Steph Diggs is still killing it, <laughs> and Jay Ajayi's been out of a league for four years. Like, cool. No, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's cool. No, no, no. That's cool. But you can always trade again, right? You can always yeah. crush value on your next trade. You learn. Only way to I, fix a bad trade. Keep on I going. I was just going to ask with that trade, were you a big rugs guy or you just like tearing down for the first? Or 
I wanted the first. I, I was very first <laughs> happy. I think I got with that trade that gave me my seventh first or something like that. Oof. And then I just ended up, I ended up going on a buying spree, but then I was trying to buy hammers like AJ Brown. Of yeah. <laughs> you know, you go, you go you back. Turn that first into but, but, AJ but wait, Brown. wait, wait, hold on. Because this is very important because then you said it turned into like the one eleven next year. Mm-hmm. Y- you grabbed Devonta or Waddle, right? Like, Lord knows I did not make that pick. <laughs> you know, when I trade for a first, the odds of me making that pick are quite low, maybe 50 50, right? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, what is a guiding principle you take with you, whether you are offering or evaluating a trade? I think it just, um, I wish everyone traded like this, but I think it has to make sense for both teams. You know, you get some of these offers and it just, it makes absolute sense or no sense. You know, it's a start one running back and here you're giving up a wide receiver and getting like two trash running backs. Like I'm already overweight as it is in this format. Um, So making sure it makes sense for both teams. For me, I, I don't want to say I'm like, ooh, Mr. Busy Guy, but I don't have time to go back and forth and all the all the leagues, you know, get a conversation going back and forth with counters. So if you come to me with a with an offer that is fair, counterable, and makes some kind of sense, um, I appreciate that. That's like efficient trading, you know. So that's what I always try to do too, is I like to lead with a pretty strong offer. I like to lead pretty close to what to where I'll be at. Obviously there's some flexibility, but that's, that's a principle of mine is I like to go with strong tr- trade offers and, and uh, hope to receive them, which is very hard. Obviously. I always hate when people's answer is send good trades. So I'm just like, Russ feels attacked. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. We talked about it right before the show started. Like why? Like, why do we still get bad trade offers? We have listener leagues. I know you guys do too, and you still get trash offers. So does that mean our fans, our subscribers, don't listen to us? I guess they oh, don't. I right? I know, they, they do listen I mean, to us. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> they to me. That, that's the big problem. Pushing buttons. Yeah, I love pushing buttons, but it's also like I love to. Sometimes I just love to see what I can get away with, especially when someone is like, "All right, selling." You know, it's week four now's the time if you haven't decided yet you need to decide right now because other people most likely have decided already and someone's like all right well i have man i forgot it was like eckler and someone else i'm just like all right well let me see what i can do oh man okay so i deleted it already but i need to see like we were talking right before and i'm like oh someone rejected my trade offer what bad offer did i send because i already knew off the bat that i saw that guy's name and i remembered the situation so like no 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 this 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 is not good here we go. Rejected. I sent A.T. Perry a 25 second and 25 third for Austin Eckler. <laughs> How bad is that? That's, that's horrific. That's, that's pretty bad. bad. That's disrespectful. Like, mm, mm. Maybe he's super desperate. A.T. Perry was is a rookie. Of course, I don't think he's at a target yet, but that's, that's not important. He this is a rookie, Russ. You're right about that. <laughs> oh, no. Any anyone who sends out offers like that doesn't like bacon and puppies. Like there, there's some like weird <laughs> stuff going on with that person if they're sending something like that. I think the problem is I've eaten too much <laughs> bacon and like my vision has gotten blurry <laughs> from all of the nitrates. Um, okay, but let's let's move on to again. This is news in the broadest sense of the term because literally nothing has changed yet. Jonathan Taylor is able to be activated and is expected to start practicing tomorrow. So 
Like we are speculating upon speculating because mm-hmm. like he can still sit out. We have absolutely no idea what's going on. Um, and we do have a Jonathan Taylor trade to talk about in a little bit, but I'm curious, um, I guess, start with clay. What's, are you acting on this? Uh, are you taking, cause you know, a lot of people will hold, like there was no point in trading Jonathan Taylor in the past three weeks. It's like you wait till now, because this is when that value is going to swell because mm-hmm. either if you're, you know, let's say if you're being safe, you trade him away now. If you're willing to risk it, you wait to see how he plays or what how they use him. But like now is when you go send him out. Are you taking this advantage to either use that window to go acquire him? Or are you, if you have him on any of your teams, are you like, all right, here we go. Windows open and just shoving him out. And if either yeah. of those, what's your values at? Yeah, I think I only have, well, let's see. I have zero shares out of 13 or 14 leagues. I haven't done a recent count in my total leagues, but I have zero shares. I sent out an offer. I guess the latest one I sent to a JT owner was I would give Bigsby and let's call it a mid 24 first. Okay. So I was just throwing in a running back. That's kind of the, the limit I'm going to go though. I mean, that's a team where I think I can compete and contend, but that's with my team Sands, (laughs) Sands, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. So he's a running back, man. I don't know if I can pay any more than that. And and yeah, there is a risk. Like you said, Ross, we don't we don't know what's what's gonna happen. He can return to practice. Awesome. Um, yeah, where's where's your head at on that? Tank Bigsby in a mid 24 first. Are you really tacking on much more to that? I think you have to. Am I going right. to? No. But that's also the problem. That's why I'm never gonna end up with him. And Real quick, Rocky, on September 21st in the DLF Family Podcast Family Squabble League, I sent you an offer of Jonathan Taylor to give you Jonathan Taylor for TJ Hawkinson. You rejected it. If I were to send you that right now, what would your thoughts be? I'd still reject it. (laughs) Um, What's the premium? uh, 0.75. It's okay. any league yeah. I create is just a clone of Trade Addicts because I'm too lazy to do anything else. Also, that's partially sure. team dependent too, as my team is not very good there, and it already has too many running backs for a team that's not very good. So, <laughs> see uh, that again. I feel attacked by Clay saying I'm supposed to look at a trade that makes sense for his team. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> Why should I be bothered with that? They should worry about what's good for their team. I'm being that's sarcastic. Right, don't do what I do, I, especially when it's me and Rocky. I will purposely send Rocky bad oh, offers God, every yes. once in a while. Like this, I I didn't. Was bad. I just didn't look at his team. (laughs) It wasn't that bad, but I, yeah, I, I, I have. I know he's not in the elite, elite tier, but we, we know I've always been a big hawk guy, and he's now at least the point where he's basically entrenched in the in the top five for the next few years. Uh, So I. At this point, I think I'd rather have, especially on a team that's not that good, but even in general, I think I'd rather have that in a 0.75 or 2.0 premium um, than Jonathan Taylor just because we don't know what's happening. Uh, and everything we are hearing about him coming back is coming from the Colts. He, has, he hasn't said word one about him coming back. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to see how it plays out. And I agree with Clay. I don't think you can get – or I, I don't think you can get much more than a first – plus a little bit on top, like what you were talking about with like a big speed mm-hmm. or something. And I'm certainly not paying more than that. I, I, I would probably do what you offered, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't upgrade Bigsby. I wouldn't add any other pick in there. I, I, I to me, that's kind of like the exact value range I'd be looking at too. See, like I would, I, I would step up a little bit. I would throw mm-hmm. like 
Rashad White level. Okay. Like a starter that you don't usually feel great about, but he's at least a starter. You know, I would be fine doing so, a first in that for a team that I felt like I wanted to go get Jonathan Taylor off. All right. So Frank is asking Laporta or Jonathan Taylor. I'm not sure if this is a real question or if it's just riding on the love and hype of Laporta. But like the answer has to be Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, doesn't it? Uh, it should be. Like Sam Laporta <laughs> right now is tight end. Oh, by the way, top three tight ends are back to what they should be in points per game. Andrews and Kelsey mm-hmm. both with 19. Hawkinson with 18 and a half. And then Laporta at four with seventeen. Um, yeah, so. it's it's interesting if, with with the premium though. And L- Laporta's got so much juice right now. He's got so much value insulation for for a pretty good amount of time, and it's a one point seven five tight end premium. I don't know. I, I I just don't think I would make that type of trade if I wanted to acquire JT. I don't think that. Talking in circles here. If I'm the JT owner, I do want to be talking to the big boys, you know, whether it's a Laporta, the tight end position, or a, a, one of the top wide receivers. But I don't think Jonathan Taylor owner necessarily has the leverage when he or she is trying to go out and get Sam Laporta right now. Does any of that make sense? Like I, I almost yeah. market value wise, I'd I'd probably lean Laporta and find some other way of addressing you know cheap running back buy a running back with third (laughs) especially right now laporta is like the new hotness and and jt is kind of i think still an afterthought to a lot of people i mean he's not playing and he like and he has not said he's going to be playing so i think until he's on the field he's his value is depressed anyway even with this news that he's going to be practicing yeah it's tough because especially with Rocky and me on the show and depending on the guest we have, it's always tough to talk running backs because I'm just always like, whatever, I'll send a second for someone else. Like, why am I going to spend on a running back? But right. like, but like at this point, like it, this is a rare, a rare chance where like, if you're telling me again, Rocky makes the very good point. If, if Jonathan Taylor came right now and said, I'm going to practice, I might not play this week, but I'm definitely going to play after like, because who knows what shape he's been in, you know, I would assume he kept himself in good shape, but like, you don't always play the first week when you start practicing, but let's pretend he makes it to next week, completely healthy into the game. I feel like the, when you're, when you're buying or running back, you're usually just doing it for one season. You know, there's the, every once in a while, McCaffrey will play until whenever he feels like not doing it. You know, someone like, ETN, someone like Brees, like they're as expensive as they are because they can go for probably another two years. But like someone with Jonathan Taylor to me is like, okay, he might have next year also, but he can win me a league this year. And, okay. and if I'm buying a running back of a higher value, then I'll just send a second for someone. Like I feel like sending Laporta for Jonathan Taylor isn't a bad move because, yeah, Laporta is doing awesome. Two more weeks, Jamison Williams comes back. And not to say that's going to change anything. That could do literally nothing. But, like, Laporta can very well just settle into another second-tier tight end. For sure. No, he absolutely could be. Yep. He could be, like, a you know a Goddard or something like that for a long yeah. period of time. But, yeah, he's got a lot of juice right now. Cro- cross-positionally, I know I'm not the host here. But <laughs> no, John- please. Jonathan Taylor. I don't have to. What's what's the uh, what's the delta, Jonathan Taylor and Waddle right now? 
uh, waddle alligator 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 you know so right what about waddle and a i'm sorry jonathan taylor and a let's call it a playoff 24 first or jalen waddle it's start 10 start 10 so not super shallow not deep see here's the thing you're talking again that comes down to who you're talking to again there's no there's no world I'm trading away Waddle to go get a running back. I mm-hmm. honestly, if that's if this situation is one that's happening, it would end up being more likely to be a player than it would be to be a first, like an actual pick. Because right. if I can all right, so not like Puka specifically, but like the idea that it's a young wide receiver who's scoring points. So and Puka's worth a mid-ish first. So like let's mm-hmm. say if it was Puka and Jonathan Taylor for Jalen Waddle. I mean, Puka again has his own things with Cooper Cup coming back, but like I strongly consider that. I don't do it in the end because it's Jalen Waddle and I love me some Jalen Waddle, but like I think the fact that that stops me for a second means that it's probably pretty close. Yeah, I think so too. And we're both huge Jalen Waddle stands. So I, I'm mm. with Russ, although I'm a little. Uh, more pro running back than Russ is the, yes. than a lot of dynasty players are, but yeah, I'd struggle to do that. I, I think Russ framed it perfectly. I, if, if I'm doing that, I'd much rather have the player than the pick. If I'm trading Waddle, it's probably because the somewhat slow start. Tyreek's been great. Achan's been great. Mostert's been great. And, and I'm trying to get more points. Uh, so uh, assuming, assuming I believe Taylor's coming back, or we get proof Taylor's coming back, I think I would do something like what Russ said. Taylor in a late playoff mm-hmm. first, I don't know that I would do. I guess I could always flip that first for that kind of player, but that's work. Yeah, that's depends, a- <laughs> depends how active the league is, right? Yeah, all comes down to league economy. Always, yeah. All right, and like we we said at some point. Um, Actually, we may not have actually said it in words because I can never remember <laughs> when we start the show versus when we just start talking with each other. Um, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup is also technically available to be activated and to start practicing. But I, again, that's another thing we need to wait and see because him coming back and practicing still doesn't mean he's going to be playing because ready to perform versus ready to, you know, just play. Mm-hmm. And with Puka doing Puka things, like, it feels like they probably will are less likely to rush him back. So, uh, uh, so I, like, I feel like that's not really anything worth going into. Um, anything else before mm-hmm. we jump into trades or listener questions? I, I didn't write anything else down. So no, not no. on my cool. end. Awesome. But now we're going to put you to work. What do you want to do first, Clay? Do you want to do trades? Or do you want to do listener questions? Let's do trades. All right. Trade Addicts Leagues, 12-team, Superflex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yards, except for TA1. And, well, technically there was a TA1 trade, but it was silly, so I didn't put it on here. But we're going to jump to TA3. And while this is a small trade, I wanted to talk about it for a second because Uh Josh Dobbs got traded for a third. And when you hear that out loud, you're just like, yeah. If you had to guess, week one was awful for Josh Dobbs. He put up 2.35 points. If you had to guess where he was in the points per game from week two to week four, where would you put him? It's it's super high, right? This is like six or seven. It's 
or, or am I way off? It's eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. It like, was like really high. Yeah. Like seriously. And, but maybe like, it's an advantage for, you know, if you can take advantage of the fact that people only look you know, at points per game and ignore the fact that it's just one, one really, really bad game that happened to be the first game of the season. Like, he's doing really, really well and their defense isn't. So he's going to keep throwing the ball and uh, such high hopes for, for James Connor, just because like he did really well. He did pretty well last year and mm-hmm. it's still just him. And he's, uh, he's, he's uh. so, so like right. it's the Josh Dobbs show. And like, I feel like if you're a team now coming into the bye weeks, which are just starting, which I, ugh, I, uh, I hate having depth <laughs> on my teams. Like I, I really, really do because I hate making start, starting decisions. I sat Derrick Henry this week because I was annoyed mm-hmm. that he gave me two points last week and then he goes off for twenty something. Like I hate, I hate, hate having depth on my teams. So when every once in a while, like I'll get a trade and kind of forget what that team looks like because I'm in far too many leagues. I'll just hit the submit lineup button and like, all right, these are the players. Like because. If it were the non-point scoring season, I wouldn't care. I would just take the value, but mm-hmm. teams matter now. And that's when I'm like, wait, it's Wednesday. Why are these guys grayed out? No. <laughs> it's like having depth, this, especially this week. There just seems to be still the Chargers and oh, Bucks with Evans and Godwin and, and the oh. Seahawks. Yeah. Well, maybe the Bucks might be at the right time with Evans. Well, I think he pulled a That's true. Or... Evans is going to probably mm. be out anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Ugh. So, like, if you have a quarterback that, you know, maybe Justin Herbert needs to miss a – oh, you said he has a bye anyway. Anyway, I was about to say, like, to stitch up his non-throwing hand and, you know, he, that pretty guy needs a hand resting week. But, you know, now that there's <laughs> now that there's bye weeks, like, if you're in a tight – you're a two and two scoring a lot of points, but, you know, having something like – Sending a third for Dobbs. If the this team... is why you have thirds, this is yeah, why you have like, thirds this, to be able to do that. Like just a, a no-brainer. That seems like just an easy move to do. And again, clearly, this is a team who's rebuilding that didn't want points on their team, and someone's just like, "How about a third? Okay." Because in reality, it's not Dobbs's team. Like, how much more can you no. get for Dobbs? If you're, you know, maybe you get a second if you're lucky. But like, yeah, that that's almost where you don't have the guts to like. Oh, I've count, gotten off the counter and be like, second. "Have you?" Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, of sending me Dobbs for a second because I have multiple teams where I have crappy quarterbacks or only two quarterbacks, and one mm-hmm. of them is Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's out. And I'm not paying a second. I'll start another guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like again, with the fact that he's, I, I wish I remembered what it was, but I believe it's close to. Uh, 23 points a game like he's balling so if you're in a situation with your quarterbacks just see if you could do it why not yeah because also it's not like anyone was depending on starting josh Dobbs this season so yeah. they probably have more than two starters so see what you can get away with likely <laughs> just you know don't send a 25 second for eckler you can't get away with that no no uh the next okay so the next trade we have we go to ta6 and we go to we, we go to the big boy we go to the trade that was alluded to before jonathan taylor and a first for christian mccaffrey and a third now normally we don't give context to our trades because it's it's about the value of the trade and while this doesn't really help the, this context context does not help the value of the trade 
Brian frickin' Har traded Christian frickin' McCaffrey to Jay frickin' Mike, who has the already stacked is already a super oh, team. God. He's he's a yeah. It's been he, talked about on this podcast about seven thousand times about how stacked he had the entire twenty twenty one first round draft. Oh, that was uh, him. He okay, had yeah. fourteen of the first sixteen yeah. picks. A couple of firsts in twenty twenty. A couple of firsts in twenty twenty one. A couple of firsts in twenty twenty two. And I still think he has one or two for twenty twenty three. He won last year. Uh, well, technically, he ended up splitting it because last year was weird and. You know, J. Mike's too nice to say, hey, I beat uh-huh. you. Um, so, like, yeah. Like, this, this, we all saw this and we're just like, not cool, dude. Not cool. <laughs> um, but, but taking that out of it, um, all that we've just talked about with Jonathan Taylor and what Christian McCaffrey brings to your team, which what we saw this week is four freaking touchdowns. Um, what do you, Clay, what do you think of Jonathan Taylor and a first for Christian McCaffrey? So you said it's, it's how many starters in your TA leagues? 10. Okay. And am I just thinking that first is a mid first? Yeah. I was about to go pull it up to see which one it does, but for now, yeah, just assume it's, you know, maybe they just missed the playoffs or maybe they just make it and bounce first round. It's it's tough for for me. I would lean not doing it just because I don't like to tear up at running back. With that being said, if it's you know a, a J Mike team where you can basically you know, practically lock in the championship by getting a hammer, because CMC I mean, he's just absurd when he's on the field. He's he's obnoxious. He's he's a cheat code. In, in some instances, if that's a if that's a late first, sure, you know YOLO. Let's roll with CMC. But most most times, I am not tacking a first onto a running back to tear up at running back it, it looks like a mid to late it's yeah or no team fifth in points yeah they're technically okay. they're technically in fourth place on the standings they just happen to be the lowest scoring four and oh team <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah I, what do you guys think on that one um if again, if I'm J Mike, I, I do this so fast for for um, him, absolutely. Yeah, and, and the other way around, you know, it comes down to. Sorry, my daughter is here with a tree branch things on her head. Hey there, <laughs> I am Groot. She is Groot. No, go to bed. No. Go to bed. No. Okay, don't go to bed. Um, <laughs> like, yes. yeah, like if you if you plan on winning. CMC is going to get you there. Like, and if it costs JT and a stone throw of a dart throw of a first rounder, sure. the other way around, uh, you know, you want it to be a, a wide receiver if you're doing this and getting rid of someone like right. CMC. But again, like I still think Jonathan Taylor will be something next year. His value, he'll still be worth the first, at least I, I'm uh, assuming he goes into next year on a contract on a not, terribly not even a bad team because it doesn't matter what team he's on it just matters what other running backs i guess are on that team sure you know so like i as long as he doesn't just completely nosedive in situation i still think you'll be able to turn taylor around for a good value even if not this season next non-point scoring season but like rocky said before and like we always say eh, Let's work. <laughs> like that's something you have to do. But like, if you believe in Jonathan Taylor and if you're ready to roll next year, yeah, I, I don't hate this. You said it'll be something next year. What'll be is a 25 year old running back on a second contract. <laughs> it's just a little 
nerve wracking. If I'm trade, I'm with you. If I'm trading CMC, I want, I want something a little better. Like I want, I, I, I Waddle or something like that first or something. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to buy a, a guy like Waddle whose value might be a little depressed because he's had a slow start to the year. Um, and CMC just came off a four touchdown game. I just want more. I like, especially with all the uncertainty surrounding Taylor. What if he doesn't play the rest of the year? His value is going to sink more, or he plays like five games or whatever he needs to play six games to to vest his contract. And then, oops, uh, my stub my toe and, and yeah, yeah. play the rest of the year. So, yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw a touchdown that was not a screen pass be waved off from illegal. Uh, player downfield like waddle had a had caught a touchdown that was waved <laughs> off because a lineman was too far downfield like what why how <laughs> did he was it the wrong play like did he think it was, was a wrong he lost play? was he lost yeah. <laughs> like i saw that i'm like ah, ah. oh and then i'm I on fire I the replay of it and i knew that waddle didn't score a touchdown so i don't know why i was getting excited <laughs> okay so let's move on to the next one in trade addicts nine uh, Christian Watson got traded for a 25 first and two 24 thirds. So 25 first for Christian Watson. His his introductory game into the season, into the Jordan Love era, was okay. It was saved by a touchdown for sure. That he almost dropped. Did, did you see that? Yeah, it, it was it was funny. It was close. It was very regularly. It was like <laughs> okay. So my favorite football movie is The Replacements, just because yep. the football action is pretty good for the most part of course you know you can't you know run kick ass on three and drop kick people and not get thrown out but um that at one point orlando jones catches the ball and it like starts eking through his hands and he gets his legs closed to try and like that's what christian watchings touchdown was it was scary to watch but it happened he caught it that's all that matters and it was still a good it was still like i was happy because he was still getting his he got i think maybe five-ish targets which for a first game back and missing three or four it's good um but what do you think uh 25 first clay for christian watson i'm taking the first i'm taking the first christian watson's just replaceable you know he's replaceable so give me give me the first and i'll uh i'll get a jacoby myers a lot cheaper and bank that first. Rock. I, I think I agree. I'm. I still like the upside of Christian Watson, but yeah, I mean we're seeing uh, Jordan Love come back to earth a little bit after those first couple of games. We had talked about it on here. He, he had thrown a bunch of touchdowns, so it looked good for fantasy. But um, I, I do worry. And Dobbs has looked good. I mean, I, I don't know how much. Uh, Christian, how much is going to be going around with the Jordan Love offense for for both of them? So I, I I think I'm with Clay. I just I do like Christian Watson a lot, and I wish it I I it would be a no brainer to me if it was a 24 first. The only hesitation mm-hmm. I'm having is that it's a 25, and I do discount that a little bit. Uh, but I think at this point I would be willing to move on for 25 first, and like he said, you can probably get similar production elsewhere. So Jordan Love coming down t- to earth is points per game, QB5. Uh, 25 points, 21 points, 27 points, 22 points. Okay, well, 
He's, he's not like, looked as good. <laughs> yeah. His, his overall yeah. play has gotten a little, but he's still putting up the fantasy points. But okay. So here's, here's my thing. I've been thinking about this for a while. Cause I have a decent amount of Christian Watson and Romeo dubs shares. The two of them have nothing to do with each other. You know, like to this me, is this is one of those situations. Like, like I will always complain about the Texans wide receivers. Like I will always start the wrong tank Dell or uh-huh. Nico Collins. Um, the, Jacksonville wide receiver twos, whether I'm going to start Kirk or Zay Jones, like, but like to me, and it's funny, this just shows my age. And again, NFL 2K5, like to me, there are still a few teams that literally just have your deep guy and your possession receiver. And this is shows how old I am, where I'm about to call Larry Fitzgerald the deep guy and not the possession receiver. <laughs> like Larry Fitzgerald used to be the deep guy in Anquan Bolden, Anquan Bolden. The possession receiver. And, and it seems like that's what the two of them are. Of course, Dubs is so much smaller than Anquan Bolden, but it's still like he seems to be that guy, you know, run, it, run him in slants, put him like, you know, quick outs and that kind of thing and set up for Christian Watson going deep. But also Christian Watson does get those smaller shorter routes because he's fast and good after the catch but he's of the two of them going to be the one to get that 50 yard touchdown so I, I think the two of them can coexist but it comes down to what do you feel better about ppr or ceiling you know i think mm-hmm. that's that's the argument and that also on a team that's not that great and a wide receiver that isn't elite does drop him into that mound of wide receiver twos that could give you wide receiver three or decent wide receiver one weeks in which case i think i'm closer to rocky where like if it was a 24 first and especially if it was like mid 24 Mm -hmm. i'd probably say yes without thinking about it and figure it out later even if i'm a competing team i see a 25 first and be like all right what's what's my team like What's everyone else's team like? What could I do with that twenty? Like that's one of those moves that would not be the end for me, and, not, and like I would do something quick about it. But it's it's close. It's there, mm-hmm. and, and I love like why are there two thirds involved in this? Like why did that even like well, Shane? Um, Shane always jokes in our in our listener leagues how. 24, 25, 26 first, they're all the same in our in our sleeper leagues. He always asks, Oh, is it a sleeper league? Because that's how he can like find out how valuable that first is. So a 25 first versus a 24 in our leagues, there's not much of a difference. That's yeah. so so what I, I know, I know. There should it's be like right? you, you said it before in your absolute league economy. The, like your league yeah. is all that matters. If it doesn't matter what year of first is, it does not matter what year of first is, but you know. I mean, it's not like I made up this trade. Time is money, man. You know, having to wait that year, of course, picks will always appreciate in value, but you're going to, you should be paying the price for what it's worth right now. You're not going to pay that it'll be worth something in 15 Mm -hmm. months. Like, but again, Christian Watson is, is a very polarizing character. If you're not in on him, taking a 25 first seems like a win. So, yeah. Okay, and our last one, Trade Addicts 10. Brandon Ayuk and two seconds for Tyreek Hill and Kendrick Bourne. This feels weird not seeing a first. Like, I feel like if this were Brandon Ayuk and a first for Tyreek Hill and Kendrick Bourne, if it were Brandon Ayuk and a first for Tyreek Hill, it it would feel (laughs) a lot closer. It would feel a lot better. Um, But like I said, like I remember seeing this. I'm like, oh, really? That's what Hill went for? Then I'm like, that's not bad. Like the f- I'm in on Ayuk. You know he had that one weird game not this week that just happened the week before. Mm-hmm. But like this past week, 
Debo had zero targets. Zero. That's, that's wild. A few carries, but no targets, no catches. Yep. George Kittle, one target. I didn't see the amount of targets, but you get six catches. Like, he is Purdy's dude. Like, in a game where they didn't really have to throw the ball, and when they did, it seemed like it was just to McCaffrey anyway. You know, Ayuk still found a way to get, I think it was six for 135. You know, so this is the kind of teardown. If I have Hill and I don't think I'm winning this year, I love this teardown because you're getting, I believe he's 25, or I think he's 26. So you're still getting a pretty young wide receiver who's going to score points. So if I don't have my first, I still want to score points. Of course, getting the two seconds what makes you go, uh, but like to me, like I don't think this is that bad because even though I don't care that Debo was hurt, start stop ruining it for us, Corey. Um, I don't like how much can you really get for Tyreek right now? Do you think you can get a twenty four and a twenty five first? Because I I got that offer in my inbox and a team I'm competing. Someone sent me Tyreek Hill. Well, first of all, it was to get their 24 first back. And so I'm just like, Ugh. Oh, really? So for, yeah. <laughs> for a 24 and a 25 first, but they're two and two, so they can't, they're not going to get like a top three pick even. Um, but like, and I'm like, I honestly, well, first of all, I have Waddle on that team. And even though that's like mm-hmm. one of the offenses you just Where don't you would to worry stack, yeah. about, I, I just didn't want to do it yet. Um, but like, I don't, like two first to me, like I get what points he's scoring. But, like, are you giving two first for Tyreek Hill? I don't really think so. So all of that being a roundabout saying, I thought this was, like, eh at first. But, like, I, I thought about it, and I'm like, do I want more? Yeah. Is this bad? I don't think so. I think I like this. I I do, too. Like, I, I'm a – it's so funny. I used to not like – I've talked about this before. I, I am a huge Ayuk guy now. I, mm-hmm. I Ayuk with Purdy is very good. Like, yeah. you know, you can change – you like Rocky, you were smart. You changed your opinion with yes. new information. Like yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and exactly. It seems like the right move. So I, I, I And I think you said I think you called him twenty six. If I just saw right on MFL, he's not actually twenty six until March. So he's twenty five right now. Oh, he's still twenty five. Wow. Yeah. Even um so yeah, you're getting a few years back. <clears throat> he might never be um fantasy wise Tyreek Hill, but He's looking really – I mean, it's very, 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 very early, but he's wide receiver seven in points per game right now with a with a crappy game thrown in there. So uh, he did miss a game too. So I just – I think the upside is huge for him. I agree with you. I think he is more Purdy's guy than anyone else. Uh, and it's not like – and maybe Ayuk is neither, but Debo and Kittle are not the healthy, you know, pictures of health. Um, in general, over the careers. So uh, I think we're going to see more games without at least one of them, which is only going to help him. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that Brandon Ayuk and Tyree Kill are closer than I think people would think. I think with the two seconds, I kind of like that side. Yeah, I mean, if I could get something with those seconds, if those seconds are fungible and attractive in the league, especially, then, then yeah, it's a, it's a fine tear down because Brandon Ayuk is good and he's got some value insulation. So if you're going to tear down, that's, that's, if it makes sense for that team with the roster construction and where they are in the standings, then, then sure. If I am on the other side and I want to win a ship and I can throw a couple seconds on top of IU to get Tyreek, I could, I could see doing that as well. I mean, w- with Tyreek, I, I don't even, 
I know you're getting some years back with Brandon Ayuk, but I almost don't even like worry too much about Tyreek and, and his age. I, he's going to score he a lot of fantasy points he for another couple of years. He's retiring at the end of the 25 season. And he'll be scoring a ton of points along Until the way. Then. Yeah. So, I mean, he also, it's not like he's only an asset for contenders because of how short the window is for dynasty these, these days, you know, it's not the two to three year window. It's, it's like a one year window. Yes. Well, Tyreek, then you could have an argument that he's a good, you know, buy for any team that isn't stripped all the way down to the studs because he's going to be scoring a lot of points and can always be worth the first. So, so I I don't know I, I don't consider Tyreek to be to be an old guy I know you guys aren't saying that yourselves but I just wanted to throw that out there because I just I just want to mention for what it's worth because I looked it up if you do care about the age difference it's actually mm-hmm. MFL has to list their bir- actual birthdays when you when you pull up their little player page and they are almost exactly four years to the day apart so mm. uh, you are buying four years back in that scenario in theory. Yeah, and and it's, and it's really funny because like Clay said all of that perfectly. Tyreek Hill is not an old player mm-hmm. because he's scoring points, but that's that's not what really matters in this discussion. Because the second we're not scoring points and we hit the non-point scoring season, Tyreek Hill is going to be worth very very little. Like okay, not very very little, but comparatively very little. Like we're going to go back to. Really, am I going to give up a first for a thirty-year-old? Like, you know, like that. We're going to get back to there, and we're going to get back to there very fast. Sure. Um, so, it, like right now, when points matter, it doesn't matter how old Tyreek Hill is. But yeah. dynasty value-wise, that will always, unfortunately, matter. Except for yeah. Rocky, who will be leaving young. He'll be thirty season. before next season. That's going to be a big deal in the off-season, in the non-point scoring season. All right. Uh, we have some questions in the chat that I'm very interested to hear your answers. Um, first, Corey asks, Ayuk or Jackson Smith and Jigba? And I want to talk about this because um, we did not. OK, I, I say like the royal we, really me. I will say I did not by any means expect JSN to do well this year. Which is why, if it came down to it, and I had a team I that was I was looking to score more this year, I took Addison in rookie drafts. Like I had them close enough that mm. if I wanted points, I was going to draft Addison. Of course, he bageled this week, but that's not really the point. Um, but like DK Metcalf, very very good, very young. Tyler Lockett, old but really really very good. good. <laughs> and, and on the last year of his contract where he's not cuttable. Um, and while I firmly believe that as long as Lockett can play, he'll probably be in Seattle, but at a much less valued contract. And the second that happens, I think they just push JSN up. Like he's JSN is very, very, very good. I made the joke that they would just use him as a tight end because they don't like throwing to the tight end. <laughs> and it's kind of close because he has a 3.1 A dot average depth of target and still mm-hmm. barely gets any targets. So they, yeah, they're using him like a tight end. It's just not as, not even as good as, as I want. Um, so like, I am not discounting JSN at all. Like is why I just said all of that. Like 
like we i i keep going to say we like i came into this knowing that jsn was not going to score points so why am i discounting him for not scoring points again all of that being said dynasty wise i think i value him above brandon Ayuk. but if we are sitting here and everything we just said about Ayuk, and i want to score points while i just wouldn't do a one for one because I hate same position trades, but like if we could build a trade around that and the values were even amongst those, sure. I, I think I would do that. I think I would send JSN in a package that brought me Ayuk. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like, uh, I like JSN more than Ayuk, but the, the way you said it right there, it's definitely, it can be the bones of a, of a trade offer you know, where you would be getting the IU side. Yeah, no, not a problem there. They're close enough in terms of tiers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with both of you. I, I, I always have a trouble. I mean, I love JSN coming out too, but I, like I said, I, I, I'm at the point now where I kind of love IU because I, I started buying in finally this year and to see it paying off, I, I get, I think in the market, JSN might still be worth more, but I, I personally would I think prefer Ayuk it's not like he, again he's an old player either so I you get a 25 year old wide receiver who is scoring points and I know has proven it on the field I believe Jackson Smith and Jig will prove it on the field but I believe other guys will prove it on the field too and then they didn't so mm-hmm. I, I, I think I I personally even though I don't think that's the right market value I think I personally in in almost any situation I think I'd rather have Ayuk over JSN um, okay, and the next one, I mean, the, the question was, okay, let me just read the full question. Um, I'm just curious on this, given how their seasons have gone one for one, would you rather have Fields or Purdy? So here's here's the thing. I didn't get to re-watch the Bears game yet, and and I intended to. I intended to watch the Bears game and the Bengals game before this because, man, Joe Burrow, but you know, I can't really speak to it because I didn't get to watch it, but like Fields put up points, put up yards, put up touchdowns. I know I did see one of them where Cole Komet was literally, there was no one within like a 15 yard <laughs> radius of him. Like he, he caught it and turned. And I think he like froze for a second. Like, wait, there's no one here. I'm going to get into the touchdown <laughs> fast before someone hits me into the end zone fast. Like there was no one near him at like, but like still, there was three other touchdowns like, and he threw for like 355 yards and was, I think like 33 passes. I talked about it on the live stream today. It's the only reason I know these numbers. I usually don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You're crushing it. Like top of your head. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like, is, is this a thing now? Like is, is he back? He had a really nice connection with DJ Moore. Like is, is, are we forgetting the first few games? Are we going to get the fields we saw at the end of last year? Is Purdy, I mean, I think Purdy is what we thought he was to throw some Denny Green out there. Like, he's okay. And Frank's saying, given how their seasons have gone, at least just from a fantasy perspective, uh, Purdy outscored him by a point and a half in week one. Fields outscored him by two points in week two. And then they flip-flopped eight and nine-point differentials in weeks three and four. It's not like, to me... Oh, the yeah, massive upside with Justin Fields, yeah, they're right. They're right next to each other. Have about the same amount. It's not like Justin Fields has been off. Like to me, to say I would even think about 
uh, one fields for fields for Purdy one for one. Purdy would have to have been significantly better. And I, I get on it maybe a real life NFL's perspective. Uh, Fields doesn't look great to start the year, but fantasy wise, like I said, there would have to be a massive disparity for me to to even think about trading Fields for Purdy. I, to me, it's easily Fields, just given the massive upside, um, given the fact that he did have a good game, even against was an awful defense. Uh, maybe he's coming back around. He, he got off to a slow start last year too, so uh, it's not even close for me. And, and it's funny, like I love when we say that, like it was against a bad defense. That's when they're supposed to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right. good. We'd be worried if he didn't. Um, no, but like, like Clay, like, do you think, like, what are your thoughts on fields? Like, are you, are you, are you, do you think this is real? Do you think this is an actual step? Do you think this was a fluke? Are you in on it? Are you out on it? Just please enlighten me. Tell me what I should think. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, so everybody hates fields in the leagues that I have them. Like he, he is, he is so polarizing. So like the market is kind of set for me there and where I have them to it's four point per passing touchdown. So I I'm even more reluctant to trade him away. So I, I don't, it's a flat market for me everywhere. I have him. I mean, I, I just kind of have to hold unless I want to put my tail between my legs and, and make a move. I'm with Rocky. I wouldn't want to trade fields for Purdy. Yeah, fields fields could not be on the field, pun lamely intended there next year, but I just the upside, I, I just I just couldn't do I just couldn't do that. Purdy is just Purdy's what he needs to be, and, and that's that's all it is. Maybe if I'm stacking Rocky Rocky's guy Ayuk, different story. But <laughs> now nah, Fields, I mean, I I'm still holding out hope because he he's a gamer but at the same time you have to win freaking football games <laughs> we love fantasy football but if you're not going to be on the field because you can't win nfl football games that's kind of a big problem the the schedule coming up is is pretty nice uh washington minnesota raiders chargers it's it's not bad that's either high know. scoring or bad defenses so i'm here for yeah that. If you go by the MFL ranks, they're all in for between 22 and, and 31 against QBs for the next uh-huh. like four nice. or five games. So he could have an uptick here anyway. And uh, he, he, to me, he's one of those guys, and n- not a guarantee, but even if he's not the Bears starting quarterback next year, I would not be surprised if he got a shot somewhere. I don't think they're going to keep him as a backup to like Caleb Williams or something. So I think he would get a shot somewhere else probably. Uh, m- maybe not handed a starting spot, but I-, I think it's likely he could be starting somewhere next year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, even if he's not a bear next year, he's not getting Trey Lance. Like, he's not yeah, going to go. He's not going to go be the backup of an established starter. Like, if he's going somewhere, it's going to be with the intent on maybe this is our guy. You know, he'll have the chance to go and and show that he, of maybe, course. Maybe the Jets. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I would love to be able to go watch Justin Fields play. Of course, I also thought I was going to go watch Aaron Rodgers play, and we saw yeah. how that went. Uh, um, but, like, and especially now that there are a lot of teams that are going to be in needs of quarterback. And as of right now, we have two coming in the draft. And I think Kirk Cousins is the right, off the top of my head, is the only name-worthy free agent at this point. I and man, it seems like he might be moved before the end of the season with the way things are going now. So I, I, I think that there's, it'll be interesting. Like, good. I love this. This will be fun to talk about. As we go. <laughs> um, but let's, let's go to our listener questions. The first one at buffered nine, four, four, two is Kyle Pitts a sell or a hold for a contending team. If so, what return are you looking for? 
Um, so, all right. So Clay, what are your thoughts on Pitts? And then in terms of a contending team, what are you doing with them? I, I can't, I can't, <clears throat> excuse me, quit Kyle Pitts. I, I really can't. I'm, I'm not going to sell him for, for a significant loss. It's just that, that position, I either want like a Kyle Pitts type or I want Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and I guess like Laporta. Um, I, I am still like a buyer, if anything, of Kyle Pitts. I know I should maybe just you know, give up the chance of him becoming something is, is not, uh, is not there, but I'm a buyer, if anything, and if I'm a contending team and I'm contending with Kyle Pitts on my roster, I'll just I'll just keep him on my roster. If I sell, what return am I looking for? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't expect a first. I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just. I gotta think about what my sell would be. So I'll pause for a second. Yeah, for me, he's more of a hold than anything. Uh, I, I was talking about this with someone recently. Uh, you don't talk to people, Rocky. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I, when I saw like the, the couple weeks ago, I think it came out like a Laporta for Pitts poll that Laporta yeah. won, and that kind of shocked me. Yeah. Uh, I do get it, but I just, to me, we saw what he could be a couple years ago. Like as a rookie, he went for a thousand yards. He just didn't have a lot of touchdowns. If he had, he would have been even more hyped than he already was. Uh, so, and then he got Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter and like, that's Desmond Ritter. I, I will be shocked if he is the quarterback next year. I'll be, I'd be shocked if he's the quarterback in November at this point. I was about to say, you're shooting too far on that one. (laughs) So, I mean, we could see Taylor Heineke and they've also mentioned, they've said, the Falcons have said that he's still, uh, recovering from an injury. Um, from last year so uh, we could see as the year goes on and maybe Tyler Heineke comes in and starts slinging the ball around a little more I don't know if Arthur Smith will let him but he'll he'll at least throw it downfield when he's in there uh, when they let him so I wouldn't be shocked if later this year we see London and Pitts get a little bit of an uptick if they take Ritter out of there and I just he's what 23 at this point 22 22 22. yeah 22 that like the 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 normal prime for a tight end career is more like the 27 ish range he's still five years away from that and he's had a thousand yard season and he's got a coach who's who hates to pass the ball uh so i i just i'm holding and i i think you're gonna at some point there's still i still believe we're gonna see a massive value uptick and production uptick and i'm not trading him away for I'm not trading away for a first. And I've heard people in, in chats I'm in say he's not worth more than a second. And I'm like, you're insane. That's, so that's someone who doesn't have pits on their team. Yes, no. exactly. So uh, I, yeah, to me, he's a hold. Yeah. I I'm with both of you. Like I am pure go acquire pits. If someone is silly enough to send them for mid first, like mm-hmm. I have, I have wasted so many first round picks that it's ridiculous that for me to say, and I think, uh, Clay, I made this on your show, like with talking about fields, if someone's silly enough to sell fields for a single first, especially mid late this year, I've made so many bad decisions in the first round. Taking a gamble on pits or taking a gamble on fields is definitely, you know, plus EV on that one. Like, you know, sure, that is absolutely sure. better than what I could do with that pick, you know? So like, to me, that makes so much sense because like Rocky said, 22 years old, assuming Let's let's pretend that Arthur Smith is there for the long haul. 
please no, please no, please no. Um, <laughs> but that that being the assumption, let's pretend that he is. They're not going to take Kyle Pitts' fifth-year option, in which case in two years, Kyle Pitts will be 24 and a free agent to a team that will, at 24 years old, pay to have him on their team. And hopefully we thought that meant be wanting to use him, but apparently drafting him fourth overall didn't mean they want to use him either. Um, but again, 24 on a brand new team. I can guarantee you there's going to be more than one tight end in that draft class that will be older than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He's, yeah, I, I I can't uh I can't sell him on the cheap because like like you're saying, if he gets um moves onto a new team and he's still that young, his value's gone right back up. Yep. Yeah, you, like, you, can, you can see it right if, now. <laughs> if the paths cross where Kelsey moves on and Pitts goes to Kansas City. Yeah. Or he goes to like the Chargers like, or something. Like it's all over, you know? Like there's so many good places for him to go. And of course, again, it's dynasty. If you're me patience is a four-letter word like it's it like it's rough but like this one will be worth it especially if it doesn't mean selling so low especially if you acquired him not too recently like if you if you drafted him in a startup right before the season started you probably got him the fourth fifth round like that's not bad but if you got him before then you paid multiple firsts for him in which case why sell cheap right now when there's still so so much higher he can go. Um, my silly questions at the end of my tweet were, uh, what was your favorite stand-up comic? And what was your favorite comic? And what was your favorite comic movie? Because I just found the word comic. I'm like, comic, 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 comic. Let's keep talking about comic things. Um, so Buffered9442 says his favorite stand-up comic is John Mulaney or Nate Bargates. I, I don't know uh-huh. who that second person is. Favorite comic book movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I love whoever's in there. I was about to Google that person's name. I saw that highlight go on. Um, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me <laughs> on the on the Google sheet. <laughs> I got to see what Nate. Okay, that guy. Ah, do I recognize? No, I don't recognize him. He looks like a different guy now. I have no idea who Nate Barkates is, but I'll, I'll check him out. I was about to say, now is when we get to go find funny things, because if, if someone likes him, he's probably a little funny at least, right? So now sure. we get to go onto the, all the streaming services, because we have 18 of them, try and find this guy special. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so we talked about Kyle Pitts, but now, okay, so let's talk about comedy. Clay. Yes. You have a time machine. Uh-huh. Okay, like... Okay, yeah, from like the 80s forward, let's let's leave like Richard Pryor and stuff like that out of it, because like, that's too easy. Everyone wants to like, you can go to see any stand up. Who are you going to go see? Yeah, so I think my favorite, I think my favorite stand up show I ever went to actually was like, it was a pretty all star cast. And I don't know if this was always the case, but it was, uh, it was at the Comedy Cellar, I believe is the name of the place in New York City, like a classic place. And when you initially buy the tickets, you don't know who's going to be performing. 
Oh, you don't find out. You don't find out until like the morning up or, or like the day before some, something crazy like that. And then I see the lineup sent to me and I was like, no kidding. I'm going to go see, uh, was Colin something or another. I forget his name. Don't really. Oh, Colin Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, Aziz Ansari, oh. David, David tell and wow. some other hilarious person too. It's just this ridiculous lineup. And uh, David Tell was was my favorite. So he, um, I would love to see him again. Aziz was obviously funny. I do love old like Mitch Hedberg stuff. Mitch Um, Hedberg and Stephen Wright are yeah, God amongst men with their absolute short idiocies that just like break your brain and make you laugh. Yeah, so those would be mine. Yep, Rocky, please. Yeah, mine would have to be old old guys because yeah i i haven't watched a lot of stand-up comedy in the last tw- i know they have it on like netflix and streaming services yeah. and stuff I, I don't usually check those specials out i just remember watching crap on hbo back in the 80s and 90s yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> steven wright is one that you mentioned that i i love i love the the, the word play and it's just dry delivery and all that stuff but the actually the first two that popped into my head again because of those hbo specials were uh eddie murphy and chris rock delirious yep. and mm-hmm. raw my uh, we had that, like, actually, uh, my dad recorded them, um, VHS tapes back yes. in the day. He would tape stuff off of HBO. Uh, yep. uh, and I think before I was even supposed to be old enough to watch them, I, yep. was, I was watching Delirious and Raw. <laughs> and uh, Eddie Murphy was great back in the day at stand-up. And then Chris Rock again in, in more in the 90s. Um, I forget what the name of it. I knew that one, like, you know, massive breakout special on HBO. I can't yeah, remember. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but he's always been great. And uh, so those, those would be the two that stood out for me. Yeah, my answers, like my brain went right to Eddie's. Eddie Murphy and Eddie Izzard are two of my absolute favorites. Um, you know, every, the easy ones for Eddie Murphy, you know, Delirious Raw and all that stuff. But Eddie Izzard's Dress to Kill, it was one of the funniest things I've seen. And like, mm-hmm. I still quote to this day. And it's like one of those things where I've heard other people quote it and like, I inappropriately latch onto them and like, you're my friend now. Like, that's that's just like when you right. find like, when someone, you know, just goes inconceivable, we're friends. Okay. Hi. You know, like, <laughs> you just sort of latch on. Cause that's something that is so like ingrained in you that like you, they must like you because you like that something that you like that. I think, that, I think inconceivable is why we're friends, Russ. Yeah. It's But like, yeah, that's the eddies for me is really like those like our top tier, like, very rarely will I just put on stand-up comedy and do something like stand-up comedy isn't really a background thing for me, but those two mm-hmm. will just could be on at any, any point in time. But I will say again, being way too young, having heard it when I should have, because again, on my cassette tape, uh, Dennis Leary's <laughs> no cure for cancer is one of just the best things ever, ever done ever. Um, Okay, but yeah, okay, so comic book and comic book movies. Uh, Clay, are you a comic book guy? I'm not. I am not. No, I, 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 can't, I can't. I can't do this one. Yeah, I can do comic book movies, but I did not. I've, I've read like a handful of comic books in my entire life. Uh, I mean, I, I was always a Batman guy. That was always nice and easy for me. Um, Wolverine was my favorite as a kid until I got older, and especially once the movies came out, and it was just like wolverine was literally like smushed into your face and i'm like all right i'm tired of him now move on Go did away. you like the tick i had a friend who liked so the tick. good yeah the dumbest most amazing 
ever. The cartoon, the live action show was uh-huh. so campy and amazing. Plus it's Patrick Warburton before he was Patrick Warburton. Like it's, it's so good. Like absolutely. 1000% the tick is so good. Okay. And also like I, I have a gigantic leg sleeve of Gar- of Gotham city. So like, that. <laughs> um, but Rocky, what's your favorite uh, comic book movie? I mean, I like all, a, a lot of the Marvel stuff, um, but my maybe recency bias. I assume this counts as it's it's. I would assume anything Spider-Man related counts as a comic book movie. Yeah, uh, Across the Spider Verse is one of the best movies I've seen in recent years. Let alone comic book movie. That that was amazing. I love that movie. I I I need the new one to come out already, yes. so I could just sit and watch <laughs> all three in a row. I don't, and, and I, I like the first one Spider Verse movies, but you should absolutely just they're so good. I actually didn't see the first one until after the second one. Um because oh, I went to okay. I went to see the second one in the movies <laughs> with my kid and I guess four years ago, whenever the other one came out, he, he wasn't as interested. Um and yeah, I was just blown away by how good it was. And I went back and watched the first one. And maybe if I saw that first, I would like it better. But to me, the second one was even better than the first one. No, oh, the first one was so <laughs> all right so let's move on to the next question it's the kai's with buys and injuries piling up in what order do you mm-hmm. rank these quote win now running backs as far as how much would you pay for them okay there's a couple so here we go uh derrick henry alvin kamara 12 they got like 12 targets i was not ready for that catches or was it th- okay? So never mind. I was wrong. It was more than that. Um, it might have been only thirteen targets, but I know he for yeah. sure he had thirteen catches. Um, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Raheem Mostert. That's a lot. All right, which of these? Okay, so let's just say which are you, are you most interested in, and which would you be willing to pay the most for, Clay? I'd say I'd say Kamara barely. Kamara Henry would be my first two. What do you think? I'm with I'm with Clay. I, I would say Kamara first too because of we all play PPR and mm-hmm, it's right. the it's the it's the catches. It's yeah. I man, like again, like see, here's my problem. Like again, I'm always willing to pay the wait and see tax, especially with players that defy what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But like, I need like two more games of Kamara getting like five, six targets at least before I'm like, all right, PPR, let's go. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mixon? Because, like, in my head, it's still like, no, Mixon's washed. He doesn't look great. The Bengals look terrible. You know, even if they turn it around, what's he going to be? And, and, like, he hasn't been that bad. He's double digits every week, I'm pretty sure. So, like, he's a solid RB2. There seems to be zero ceiling again, especially with their offense being what it is. Like, you're you're not paying a first for Mixon, are you? No. No, I'm not no. either. But I also feel like he's one of the most expensive and one of the maybe the most mediocre of these guys on the list. So I, he's the one I, I would want the least. Like I, I don't think you're going to have to pay a first, mm-hmm. but I think someone might try and get a first from you and want it. I, I, Henry's probably the most expensive, I think, because people still think of him as as a monster, like like Russ has said. But. Uh, I just I think Mixon might be the second most, and it might give you the least production out of these six, especially like you said, the way the Bengals are playing offensively. If Burrow doesn't turn this around, like I just sent a Mostert and felt great. I sent a second for Mostert and felt great about it. Then of course he goes seven for nine. Um, so that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, but like no, like I watched the game, and again because I was so curious how the 
Dolphins had a terrible game and still put up 20 points and, you know, their player, their fantasy players still did pretty well. Um, of course, HN is just like, he had 101 yards and two touchdowns. I'm like, what happened that Mostert did absolutely nothing? On eight carries, right? Is, um, is all, yeah, uh, that's what it really was. Like that. That's what yeah. hit me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, that he really only had one more carry than Mostert. Of course, Mostert fumbled the ball twice. One of them, they recovered. But like, Mostert didn't get sad he didn't get benched he didn't like it was equal footing and oh man that one catch that Mostert had was ridiculous um so like maybe like if you couldn't get Mostert before because if someone was like holding on too tightly go go get him because people are like oh HN show now which might be the truth but like that's not what actually happened it's just oh I think I think every single one of Mostert's one runs were just right up the middle. And like, uh-huh. why are you doing that? Of course, some of Achan's were too, and he happened to take them for twelve yards. But like, it seems like the second Mostert was in, like they're just like, all right, squish, squish. Like they knew what was <laughs> yeah. coming. Um, but I think like I'm scared of Derrick Henry just because we saw how bad that Titans offense can be, and that used to not matter, but it's starting to matter because they like Ty J Spears now. There's never been a running back they liked before besides Henry on the team. Like once DeMarco Murray left, it was the Derrick Henry show and it didn't matter. You know, no, none of those Darrington Evans or whoever else ended up ever mattering. But looks <laughs> oh, like Tyler Spears is going to matter. Um, so, Darrington Evans, Anthony McFarlane, yep. like that was the... <laughs> all of, all of these, from. like Hassan Haskins. <laughs> and he even looks pretty decently, except now he just got suspended and, get, you know, all of that stuff. But like, no one seemed to matter, but now it seems like it might, especially with how bad that offense is going to be. Uh, I think to me, Aaron Jones is still the answer. I mean, I wish they announced the snap cap thing before the game started, and I wouldn't have started him in my fantasy leagues, but like, oh well. But like, Aaron Jones is still the best player on that offense to me. Like, so, yeah. like, I'm not sending a first for any of these guys. I'll put no, that out there. Exactly. Like, if I'm pegging up for a running back, I'm going and getting Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, that, that's that's all I have in me. That is my level. I'm either getting a – I'm either sending a second or I'm sending two firsts. <laughs> you know, like, if I'm exactly. going to pay for a running back, I'm paying for the V running back. Um, but I think Aaron Jones is my first go-to, and then probably Derrick Henry. And the rest of them at this point, like, eh. Yeah, and like you said, I don't think I'm paying more than maybe maybe a couple seconds for for some of these guys. I wouldn't go to a first for any of them either. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he says his favorite stand-up is Patton Oswald, who is another just wonderful, wonderfully hilarious, huge geek, and that just makes me so happy. Like, yeah, I, I, I it's still oh yeah, this guy, yeah, yeah, he is, he <laughs> is funny. Where he had the the deleted scene or the extended scene, I guess, of him filibustering on Parks and Rec and just going through what his next Star Wars movie would be, like what The Force Awakens was going to be. And he got the beginning of The Mandalorian, like (laughs) scene for scene. Like they just watch that and be like, yo, that's good. And, And that like every T every like comic book TV show Patton Oswald has been in. He is somewhere. He is a voice. He is in, like, like <laughs> he is in there. Absolutely geek royalty, and I love it. And apparently, he is a wonderful dude in general. Uh, my, I have a friend who's an artist who did a couple of gig posters for him, and he got to meet him. And of course, 
you know, it was before a show and he was running late and, you know, frantic because it's right before a freaking stand up in front of a whole lot of people. So like he didn't have time to sit and talk, but like he tried to, and like that effort just makes someone seem so much cooler than, you know, like they, even that they might be, but like he tried to be nice, which is kind of what counts, right? At least he tried. Um, So yeah, Patton Oswalt, absolutely also an awesome choice. Um, But that's the end of our show sheet. So I'm guessing that's the end of our show. Um, Clay, the uh, seal has fun. been broken, so this means the first of many times you will be coming back because Rocky and I don't like talking to new people. So <laughs> yeah, we go and we're horrible at scheduling, so then we just hit up the people who've been on already and say, come back. Yeah, so anytime <laughs> I notice you do like a monster show, not on a Tuesday, I'm going to be like, Clay, you, you taking next Tuesday off? <laughs> go, let's go. I, I am always around. This was This was fun, guys, for sure. Uh, but before we head out, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, yeah. and where they could find what you do? Yeah, so Clay with uh, Dynasty Trades in 5. Just go check us out over on YouTube. When does this drop? Is this Thursday drop, Ray? Or, uh, um, whenever I'm not lazy enough and remember okay. to do it. So if it's not Friday, it's it'll, no later. Friday. it'll be no later than Thursday. He gets no there later than Thursday. Thursday. Very, very rarely do I wake up on Friday and be like, oh my God. <laughs> it's happened, so, but like not very often. So this Friday, if you're around from 7 p.m. to midnight Eastern, we're doing a five-hour super stream. We're celebrating our two-year anniversary as a channel. So we're very excited about that. we got some good guests and doing a live roster review, stuff like that. But no, Dynasty Trades in 5 over on the YouTube machine. Go to DynastyTradesin5.com. we got a new Patreon, merch store, all sorts of stuff. So just, just check us out over there. I don't like to plug myself. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> it, was, it was fun being on here well clay is awesome everything clay does is awesome so if you don't follow him and follow everything he does start now it's not too late it's never too late it's never too late um our stuff patreon.com slash trade addicts pod you can hang with us while we record look at clay's beautiful face and mine and rocky's mediocrity um but also (laughs) join in on the chat give us some stuff to talk about um tell us all the things that we are doing wrong um and also our awesome chat on Discord, the Cool Kids Club, all part of the fun. Um, but also, most importantly, every Tuesday afternoon on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel, I go live, do a, a weekly wrap-up for SFB 13, and we give a whole lot of stuff away. Today is Tuesday, right? Like we gave away, of course, if you are a Patreon, you see this awesome Gabe Davis signed photo I'm holding up. Awesome. Like, this was just for people who were hanging around, like, you know. We just sort of gave this away. But also, our goodness, good giveaway goodness this week is a twofer. You get a chance to win a signed Steph Diggs mini helmet, the Salute to Service helmet. I nice. love sh- I, I love shades of gray. Like it is, I hate bright colors, so give me like shades of gray. Yeah. I'm just all in. So Steph Diggs mini helmet and Amari Cooper Brown's brown jersey. That, that just sounds bad, but like that's what it is. It's a brown Browns jersey. Um, <laughs> So donorbox.org slash goodness giveaway, donate, and you could be entered to win those. Um, I am very overwhelmed in everything going on, so I'm just going to say good night, everybody. Good night, Russ. Good night. Thank, Thank you, for you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan.
Daddy's the best. <laughs> See ya.